What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Sugar, the podcast. So today, we have a really special episode for you. We have some guests joining us from a band called Ivy Paint. And these guys are a pop-punk band from Orlando, Florida. These guys have been a band for about four years. They have two EPs out and a single with Kellen Quinn. We hope you enjoy it. All right, guys. So welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Sugar, the podcast. Today, we have some special guests with us. We're really excited to get to know and and learn about their story. It's a band called Ivy Paint, and they are from Orlando, Florida. And I'm going to go ahead and pass over the floor to them to introduce themselves and kind of give you a rundown of the band. Sweet. All right. My name is Sean. I am the lead vocalist, uh, primary songwriter, as well as the rhythm guitarist of this band. Uh, my name is Jason Flanders. I play the drums. And uh, I guess, what else do I do other than play drums? You handle a lot of the, the behind the scenes, the adult yeah. stuff that I'm, I'm not good at because I'm a <laughs> Everything a but being the main songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So we're also missing... Um, Adam Shankis, who is our bass player. He's a, he's a big muscled man. Um, he, he's doing his, his bartending stuff. Cause, uh, I don't know. He's, he, he's trying to, trying to pay his bills. And then we have Christian who I believe is in the middle of, uh, like his biology class right now or something like that. He is the lead guitarist. Gotcha. Are you guys all in school? Um, it is actually just all of us except for, except for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And are are you guys? I don't even I don't even know how old you guys are. are you guys uh, college? I'm assuming. Um, our ages guess, are kind of all over the place. Yeah, we're we're, we're all within five years of each other. We're, we're a little bit dispersed in our ages, but um, I'm the youngest. I am 20 years old. Okay. Um, Adam actually just turned 21. I believe it was yesterday, Mr. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, um, St. Adam's Day. St. <laughs> Adam's Day. Um, Happy belated. <laughs> and then um christian he is 22 is that correct i think he's 20 i thought he's 23 <laughs> well that feel awful then okay well then there's christian uh, after that and then the oldest the old man with gray hair moi when he listens to this he's gonna shame you for not knowing his birthday I know. <laughs> that's right he probably doesn't know ours <laughs> hey, fair point i only know your birthday because it's on halloween well, now you know St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, there's two, there's two uh, holidays in this. And then my half birthday is on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, I'm 25. Right. Nice, so nice. Gotcha. Well, cool, cool, guys. Yeah, he'd, so, be, he'd be out of touch on TikTok. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I'm, I'm only 27, and my, my fiance is all over the TikTok, and I'm just now kind of learning it. And <laughs> we actually have a coffee and sugar TikTok if you guys ever want to go check it out, we, we actually started it by just like playing some music. I play uh, acoustic guitar and sing. Mo plays a lot of electric and sings some as well. So, oh, true. Uh, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of, we didn't know exactly what to do on TikTok because it's a, it's a different medium, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it, it's strange trying to understand that, that algorithm and all the trends because they just change so quickly. Yeah, so we're like, how about, I mean, we play music, so let's just like sing some songs and, and play some songs and see what happens. And it kind of, 
it kind of worked out and now we're try- trying to kind of spice it up a little bit and, and get some involvement with the, the followers and stuff but hey i mean who knows it'll go somewhere at some point i'll check it out for sure after this let's go cool cool Awesome. So I want to start out with the kind of the band history. You know, it looks like you guys kind of formed in the 2018 uh, uh, year of 2018. And from there, like, tell us how you guys met and, you know, how long you guys have known each other. Sweet. So it actually started with just me um, with Ivy Paint. I had a, a stereotypical high school breakup that, that just crushed my little, my little soul back then. Um, cause your soul's so big now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, of course being the, the emo kid I was, I wanted to, to pour my feelings out in songwriting form. Mm-hmm. So that's how the first, um, EP came about quiet compassion. Um, it, it took about until like 2019 to finish all the songs. Um, but yeah, that's during our like emo era, it was mostly, it really was just mostly me and then a few friends like helping out instrumentally and, you know, with like production stuff. Yeah. And then eventually um, I wanted to go more into like the, uh, like the full like pop punk, like four piece um, dynamic. So I eventually decided to uh, pick up a few other guys. I got Christian, our lead guitarist. I met him through a mutual friend at a Chinese buffet there um, you go yeah the best <laughs> the place where you meet all the musicians um so <laughs> so yeah he I, I learned that he played um electric guitar he he does a lot of i don't know if you know the band like polyphia uh-huh. um oh yeah <laughs> he does a lot of like crazy technical stuff so that that adds like a little fun dynamic he also is a great singer he, he has like more of a like a john mayer like singer songwriter voice okay um then I met Adams is pretty funny. I was eating at Panera Bread, just I don't know, just getting getting some some soup or something. I'm like seeing that. a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it ends with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm eating at Panera Bread, and funny and funnily enough, he walks up to me and says, "Yo, I saw you at the Knuckle Fuck show last night." <laughs> and um, I found out that he went to the same high school. He plays bass and guitar, and he, he's also a singer. So it just made sense to, to add him into the band. We clicked, um, he listens to a lot of like pop punk and alternative stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And then the least organic one that joined, do you want to tell that story? Uh, sure. Then it was me uh, last. I found Sean on one of those like find bandmate websites. Uh, <laughs> Drummers I- are like far in between in Orlando. There's like none apparently. Really? I don't know. For some reason, it's like everyone wants to like, just like rip some some crazy some crazy riffs and then no one wants to be some uh some phil collins you know no every (laughs) drummer that i know in orlando is in like six bands because that's kind of crazy that's that's kind of surprising i I would assume i don't know i'm a drummer i started as a drummer actually um and then picked up the acoustic guitar but i just feel like drums it's i I guess you either get it or you don't you know you either have rhythm or you don't but yeah, some people the, just can't knock down that like rubbing their stomach and patting their head at the same time i guess yeah <laughs> I, I mean i i was a tap dancer when i was a teenager and a kid so i've got rhythm if anything so oh that's unique <laughs> and flamboyancy but keep going shut up <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, go ahead yeah oh uh, so i was in a different band for like five six years and we were looking for a new singer and then i found sean tried to get him to be our singer that didn't work and then i eventually after 
so many years like left that band and it was this whole thing and um then I went back to Sean I was like hey um so your band needs a drummer right because now I don't I'm not with the band and I had seen like some of the stuff that he had put out by himself and I was like oh my gosh this shit is like so marketable so good are we allowed to curse we allowed to curse of, of course yeah okay, so all right this shit was so motherfucking awesome, <laughs> awesome but i was like i looked at my social media i was like yo his music is so good but there's like no following here i was like okay mm-hmm. so i'm gonna take everything i've learned in the past like six years of being in bands and what to do what not to do and try to yeah. apply it to this guy's project and not step on the toes of the songwriting but just kind of help get it out there Mm-hmm. And then, so I didn't play on the first EP, but everything we've released, like from Head Rush and on for this new EP, everything that's come out since uh, Quiet Compassion, I've played on. But mm-hmm. uh, I more so came in as like, I want to play drums for you and help get the music out there was really my main focus. Yeah, with your like previous band experience, you knew a lot about like the behind the scenes where the all three of the other guys in the band are more like just fresh face, just young right. and innocent and don't know. Like it. first band kind of yeah, thing. We're like, I've done so many. Done and I've that. like done so many bands and like learned a lot. And then that band ended. And then I applied a little bit more to the next thing. But I think in the last band that I was in, I learned the most. Yeah. Uh, just what not to do, what to do, how to talk to promoters, marketing, and also like just like what's good and healthy as far as like like band dynamic and like you know like certain things that you can do to try to you know keep the peace you know everything like that so that's well, how i just came i in. actually want to dive into that that's actually a really really good topic and a point uh to being in a band is all of that behind the scenes work that you have to do to get your music seen to get your name out there you know the thing that I want to hope for this podcast is to talk about things that are going to help other people that are in bands and, and stuff like that. And so I think this is a, it's a, actually a good topic to bring up. What are some things that you've found uh, that you've had to do behind the scenes to get your name out there? Um, well, I can't speak for everyone's mindset, but for my mindset personally, and something that I tried to preach to other people in the band and where I get a lot of my ideas from is I think to myself, like, okay, what would I want from Ivy Paint if I was a fan? You know, if I was a fan of Ivy Paint, what would I want? I would want to see a live stream concert because I'm locked down in my house. If I would want to see this kind of music. Like, what would I, you know what I mean? So you have to, I feel like I'm very good at putting myself in the consumer, from the, in the consumer's shoes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and as long as you try to think of things from that perspective, I think you can do some cool things as well as, you know, figuring out how to, you know, manage ads. Um, You know, I think, you know, especially with the pandemic, you know, all we have was social media this year. So really kind of honing in on what you can do to try to please people with that. I was hardcore quarantined uh, for months. So I spent like hours every day researching, you know, stuff to do. Um, Yeah. At this point, I feel like we it feels like we have like a degree in like social media like management or something like that (laughs) with all like the time we've like studied like analytics and just like what gets traction and what kind of like flops um and it's really not much of like this is what you have to do it's kind of like a learn as you go because different things are going to work for different bands you know so I can't, a lot of people ask me advice. I'm like, I can't give you advice because what I do for me probably isn't going to work for you because we're different bands. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, the concept of just putting in the work to get your name out there, it, there are tons of ways of doing that. And, uh, you know, you're right. What's going to work for you guys may not work for, you know, a death metal band uh, down the road. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think what everyone should do is sort of like play to their strengths. Um, <laughs> thankfully enough, we're able to uh, advertise ourselves as a, as a young hip boy band because we have multiple singers. Um, we're doing that, like sort of that, like pop rock, pop punk style. So it's important um, in that same, in that same sense to, make sure that everyone like gets to know our personalities personalities as well because you know we're we're also just like music fans as well we just we're just you know just kids just trying to <laughs> trying to make some tunes and it's right. important to kind of like establish um like a two-way relationship with the fans where you know like you really got to treat them like they're they're your friends because it's uh the same way that you know someone would say that a lyric or something like means something to them like it helped them get through something mm -hmm. um it goes the same way with us like just them even listening to our music or you know even something simple as like sharing on our story or on their story um i don't know it just has like a lot of impact especially like with our busy lives like we kind of have to remind ourselves like this is something that not a lot of people have like a platform for like we're super grateful to be at the place where we're at and yeah we just want to show our fans that like you know, we, we care about them as much as they care about us, you know? Yeah. I think one thing that I tried to apply to us as best I can, obviously not as much as what I'm about to mention, but the cool thing about like the rap scene is that it's only somewhat about the music. It's also about everything around the music. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a, mm -hmm. it's like you're an influencer and a brand as much as you are um, a musician. And right. if you can, you know, get people interested in an image and a brand, the, the success in the music will follow, which kind of sucks to say it that way because it makes yeah. the music sound less important. But at the end of the day, you're actually doing it for the sole purpose of boosting your music. So, you know, like there's the mindset of like, you know, we're just going to make a good song. And if it's good, it'll catch on. Well, I'm like, I kind of think the opposite. I'm like, you could have the best song in the world, but if you don't take the necessary steps to make people interested in wanting to check that song out in the first place, then it might not get any plays. So if you get people interested in you first, then they'll be more inclined to click play on that song that actually ends up being good. You know? Yes, I totally, I totally get that. And you know, that's really interesting that that's that's kind of your mindset because i feel like a lot of at least you know people that take that step and in, step into wanting to start a band right like that's that's a first big step in in general uh, but learning the ins and the outs of how do you one write write the music you know i i can't write music from a from a lyrical standpoint but i can i can play some guitar you know there, there's so many avenues so many avenues different elements to becoming successful as a band that you either know it or you don't right so the education side of things is so important yeah for sure and that can be as simple as you know everyone's got a favorite band watch that favorite band watch everything they do and go back on their socials and 
and see what they were doing when they were nobody and kind of try to study the evolution of how they marketed themselves and got themselves bigger over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, stuff like that, you know, I I don't think that any band, even if it seems like it's overnight, I really try to go back and figure out what was the little bit of hard work that they did that nobody really realized that made it look like it was overnight success. Yeah. You know, think like, you know, stuff like that. It's important to try and study. Right. And you mentioned knuckle puck earlier. You know, they're, they're, they're a great example. Bands like state champs is also a great example. You know, they, they really had their, their beginning start. I don't know if you ever heard any of like state champs, like first music they ever put out. That's no like the finer things era or before the finer things. Before before Uh, the the finer things. Yeah. The EP, like there's left. Right. Yeah. There, no one listens to that. That wasn't, you know, (laughs) something that, got them to where they were now i mean yeah obviously it was the start of it uh but the moment that they 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 buckled down and wrote the finer things bro it it was like that transformed them but they also but like you can look at it as like yeah that's the music that did that but it was it was also what they did to to promote that behind the scenes and no one sees that yeah, because it's like, again, great album, but what did they do to get that music in front of people so that it was able to blow up? Right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, any but not anybody, but like, there, there, there are so many musicians that can write music just as great as that album, but it will never get attention because they're just hitting upload on the internet and they have zero followers, so nobody sees it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line between trying to learn how to be someone that's knowledgeable in marketing and being an artist that just wants to play music. You kind of have to find that like middle ground between the two if you want to like really get to the next you know level, I guess. And mm-hmm. I think like if you neglect one or the other, neither is going to work, and you have to figure out that middle ground. Right, I hundred <clears> percent agree with that. I think the fact that you guys are approaching it in the way that I want I want to say needs to be approached, right? You're, you're, you're a younger band. You've been around for two, three years and there's so much more time. If you think about it, you, you look at bands like state champs and knuckle puck, they've been around for a very long time, like nearly five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and when you think of that time frame, though, you're like, man, that's a long time. But like, in in music making years, band years, it, it flies. Yeah, and, and you you sort of wonder like how many of those years were like were they like under the radar, you know, before anyone actually picked up on what they were oh, doing. Yeah, I think that first state champs EP came out in like what 2012 or something, 2011. But like they weren't even considered moderately successful until 20. 15 i think so you know that stuff takes time and it was bands like i think another aspect of that it's bands like the story so far right who's been around longer than state champs but helped pave the way for state champs to be successful exactly right so i don't want to say that you guys need to follow in the footsteps of people because you are your own band you have your own unique sound but it's bands like that that are helping other bands become successful because of the sound that they're producing Oh yeah. And you could say the same thing about how like pop punk is blowing up on TikTok now. And you can say that that's cringy or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's only going to mean like good things for the artists that are trying to get themselves out there. If you get more people into that music via TikTok or whatever. Yeah. Oh, 
Look at that, it's raining. I hope the thunder doesn't get too annoying to edit in terms of audio. Nah, yeah, I think that'll only add to the effect of it. True. <laughs> uh, but I, I was going to say, I just looked it up. State Champs first EP was in 2011. Oh, no, no, sorry, 2010. Wow. Oh, wow. So, was, yeah, wow. Over, wow. over 10 years that they've been a band. And, I mean, they've reached a level of success that is making, you know, widespread attention in the pop punk scene i think that's well deserved you know yeah i didn't realize it was 2010 wow no i feel old <laughs> right oh, i i feel that but <laughs> in I some think... ways 2010 feels like it was yesterday and something it feels like it was a lifetime ago like it feels <laughs> like a lifetime ago to me personally especially just seeing the fact that they put out their first ep in 2010 but also i didn't start listening to them until I mean, they put out the finer things in 2013, but I probably didn't start listening to them until probably 2014, 2015. Same. So yeah. it's one of those. It's like, oh, okay, great. You know, now I can I can watch the evolution of this band. I've probably seen them probably four or five times, taking photos of them like twice. Um, so it's one of those like, it's cool. It's cool to watch that evolution of a band that you like so much and yeah, I can see say the, the same thing. See the success that they 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 have and. I only hope the same for you guys, right? And there's a there's a lot more questions I have that that are coming uh, here and a few. <laughs> but the next thing, um, you know, I wanted to at least ask because you guys brought it up, and I had made a note about it is your songwriting process. I think every Ooh. band and and artist does it differently. And the first interview that we or second interview that we did was with a DJ. Uh, named Ruff, and he actually wrote. He like talked about his how he writes his lyrics, how he writes his songs, where he starts. And I just, I would, I, I just think that that overall concept is interesting. And so I'd love to kind of get a brief snapshot of how you guys write your songs. Of course. So being the primary songwriter, I usually start out um, just by like anywhere random. Like I'll have ideas, um, like melodically. I'll just be like. I don't know, just like in class or something or in the shower, um, on the toilet, <laughs> just really anywhere, like at work. <clears throat> and then I'll have like a vocal melody come to mind out of nowhere. <clears throat> and then um, I'll drink some water really quick. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, so I'll have like a melody come out of nowhere. So I'll record that in my, my voice memos before I forget. Mm -hmm. And then in the same sense, I'll also have like lyrics that come out um the same way um and those lyrical ideas come from even just like conversations i'm having with people and someone will say something that kind of sounds pretty catchy for some reason or like i'll steal like movie quotes um tv shows or reading a book <clears throat> and then kind of just i'll i'll either like sometimes quote directly but also just kind of make it fit more of like the rhyme scheme or something like that mm -hmm. and then I think once I have those elements, um, it's usually like a chorus idea that'll come to me and I'll pick up my acoustic guitar and then, yeah, I'll try to just knock out a chorus and see what's the catchiest, like, you know, like three or four chord progression. That's just super simple and um, putting more emphasis on the vocals and melody over anything else. Although the instruments are important. I think um, I've learned that fans of like pop punk, especially, um, it's probably most important of the lyrical content and 
uh, like the melodies because you want to write like catchy stuff that actually gets stuck in people's head um, that people can like jump around and finger point to and, and whatnot at a show. And right. then, um, yeah, so I sort of just, once I get a chorus, I have like the overall idea of a song and then I'll get like the verses down. Um, and it's easy to, for a lot of people I know writing like a second verse or like a bridge is hard, but when you have like other people in the band that sing, that kind of helps like add a simple like diversity that really changes like enough. So it's not too like same sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotcha. You should probably go mute your phone, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I, I usually just have like the core of a song, um, the core structure of a song, like written down on acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, I'll really just FaceTime Jason or just show it to him like the next time we hang out. And I'll be like, all right, this is perfect. This is um, what like the groove should be here. I like, I like this part. I think we can tweak this part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, essentially like he'll write it, he'll write each song like it's an acoustic track, just like rhythm guitar on acoustic guitar. Um, and then his vocals. And then usually he comes to me. And like I said, I really am not a lyric writer or anything, but I, one of my strengths is being able to correctly put myself in the perspective of the consumer. So I can be like, yeah, this is good or no, this isn't type of thing. Um, And after hearing that like acoustic demo, we'll go in and lay drums down to that demo Mm -hmm. and then take everything else off. And now we just have a bare bones drum track. And uh, once we finish that, we kind of just layer all of the other members' respective parts on top of it. So, you know, lead guitar still writes their own lead guitar parts and Adam will still write his bass parts. But it starts with Sean kind of coming up with uh, the bare bones acoustic guitar type of vibe for it. And then we lay drums to that and then layer everything else in afterwards. Yeah, and lyrically, I usually just draw inspiration from really just my emotions, to be honest. Um, I write write a lot about like mental health, about um, just relationships in general. Um, I also have really terrible insomnia. So that kind of helped inspired kind of helped inspire the blue light um, nature of our EP that we just dropped. Okay. Um, in terms of like, you know, like you'll you'll just be up all night and you find it hard to sleep like most nights actually. And, you know, you'll, you'll go to like a doctor or something and they'll just say like, maybe you should be putting your phone down or not watching TV before bed. It's the blue light. And then, you know, you you kind of just kind of roll with that and pretend that that's the reason, even though, you know, there's a lot going on in your, your brain and in your life besides that. So um, I just try to be as authentic as possible um, with really just how I'm feeling at the moment and what I'm going through. Um, Cause I find it hard to be like vulnerable in my day-to-day life. So it sort of just helps me, um, you know, just express my emotions and feelings a little bit easier yeah. um, in a way that's like, a lot i mean it's easy to just kind of say how you're feeling when you attach like a melody behind it you know <laughs> yeah. yeah no i totally get that and i was actually curious where like the the blue kind of vibe came from yeah that was definitely from from it's one it's from our uh song melatonin um okay. just have this lyric called that says like blame the blue light um kind of just like chalking up the inability to to get a good night's sleep to <laughs> 
because you're on your phone <laughs> the technology and whatnot yeah then once he once he kind of pitched the idea like we should call it blue light there was like a like a light bulb that went off in my head like oh we could do some cool stuff visually with that that album title so it kind of worked perfectly yeah and i think you guys grasped it pretty well i, I like the you know your your header on spotify i like the 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 theme and the vibe you guys got going on your instagram i think that's pretty sweet thank you yeah for sure so i had, a, I had another question uh that i think i already kind of know the answer to but i want to know what bands out there inspire your sound um at least for me i think my uh, favorite band in terms of listening to drums honestly is actually the Foo Fighters but we don't sound like the Foo Fighters um, <laughs> but I just like the type of drum fills that, that Taylor Hawkins decides to use I really like um, as far as like yeah. we're just going to cover Everlong for our next set <laughs> oh god <laughs> but like as far as um, you know pop punk and sound and being influenced by a certain sound it would definitely be the band All Time Low Okay. definitely like my favorite band of all time no pun intended mm-hmm. and uh sean i know it's one of your favorite bands but i know you got some more to say <laughs> yeah we we draw a lot of inspiration from like those four piece like pop punk bands yeah um i know this is gonna turn a lot of people away but five seconds of summer um at least in their like earlier era um they they were definitely more of like a boy band um <laughs> Hey, but, there's nothing wrong with five seconds of summer. I, I can I can vibe out to some five seconds of summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. five sauces as, they, as they, the kids call. <laughs> and there's a reason they're good too. Like, don't forget that it's not just because like they toured with One Direction. Like, there's a reason they're good. Oh yeah, no nobody in that band is like a weak link. Mm-hmm. Like that's the great thing about that band is all of them can hold their own. You yeah. know, um, vocally, I would say. Um, I mean, we just got Kellen Quinn on a song and it's crazy because he's actually one of like my biggest influences. Um, cause I've been listening to Sleeping With Sirens like since, uh, like their acoustic EP, um, as well as like, let's cheers to this where, um, I would like, I, I have very fond memories of like walking to like fourth period, in, like algebra class and, and just jamming out to, uh, if you can't hang all the time. So um, I will say, I will say, I was an, and still am, but a huge Sleeping with Sirens fan. I they they were someone that every time they came to town, I went and saw. I had a poster of them on my wall with a pick that was thrown out into the crowd that I that I caught. Uh, huge Sleeping with Sirens fan, so I totally appreciate that inspiration because they're a fantastic band, and and, and people that say they're not i just uh, there's something wrong with them (laughs) i think it's the the fact that count quinn has a uh you know like a higher like thinner voice that turns a lot of people off um but the way that i kind of interpret it is as as like um you know just the fact that he is able to be in like a heavier sort of genre like post-hardcore or at least for a few of their albums um and have that sort of voice and that kind of like made it more comfortable for me because i i also have the the similar sort of uh situation Uh um and with that being said there's another band called as it is um they have i love them yeah they're straight i've seen them three times 
Yeah, and um, so good. Patty Walters as a frontman is like seriously just like one of the reasons I got into like playing instruments at all. Like he um, he did a lot of covers. I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, on his YouTube channel. And just like I don't know, just being like a young, uh, impressionable kid, like that really, that it really made a lot of impact on me. Um, I jam out to dial tones all the time. Oh, that chorus is oh, so yeah. good; it, it's such a singable, repeatable song. That song is like if if I was like, "Do you like pop punk?" and they were like, "What's pop punk?" I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna show you <laughs> dial tones. I'm gonna show you anything by Newfound Glory, and I'm gonna show you Secrets by State Champs." Yep, <laughs> that works. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of songwriting, definitely like all time low, as Jason mentioned, um, just having that dynamic where like all none of like the rhythm guitar is like too crazy because, um, you know, like the front man needs to like sort of focus more. I, at least I feel like I need to focus more on um, vocals instead of doing like crazy riffs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like the four piece nature of like what what all time low or like all American rejects. Um, even like Fallout Boy, yeah. So you guys mentioned All Time Low, and um, have you guys heard of the band One OK Rock? Mm. I have seen One OK Rock. Jones. Really? I have too. I have too. I saw them when they toured with Issues. Ooh, I saw them when they toured with All Time Low, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So One OK Rock, I, I saw them on accident when I, I was going to see Issues, and then One OK Rock was there, and I was like, wow, this is pretty good and then ronald k rock has that song with tyler carter um i don't remember what it's called ambitions or, or something like that mm -hmm. i don't remember and i love that song and so i was like there you know because they they came from japan like that that album that they put out is was originally recorded in japanese and yeah. then they came over to america and they put it in they like translated it to english and they toured with the English version of that album. And I just thought that was so impressive, so cool. You know, like I've never heard of that before, but anyways, they're kind of in that same genre of all time low, you know? And uh, if you've ever seen, uh, you know, you saw them live, right? But there's like a live version of a video out there of, God, it's that song with Tyler Carter, but it's, it's just probably one of the best online, like just viewing experiences I've seen. Absolutely. Check it out. Yeah. It's super Everyone... sweet. Everyone who's ever like toured with them, um, like from interviews, would say that like One OK Rock is literally one of the best like live performers of all time. They're really I, good, and they're huge in Japan, dude. Huge. Oh yeah, I saw a video. They were playing like sold out arenas and stadiums. I was like, whoa! Like they don't. I mean, they're big here, but they don't do that here. I didn't realize um, that they were that big. So props to them. Yeah, yeah. they've been around a long time too. Yeah, they have, and they are, they're only more so recent in in America. But anyways, I just figured I'd bring them up because they kind of <laughs> fell into that genre. Um, but anyways, so you guys also mentioned Sleeping With Sirens and how you did a song with Kellen Quinn, and you that was kind of my big question of this entire interview was tell me about the process of that because that's impressive, and I want to know how that started, where those conversations started, and the end result. So Kellen Quinn's been doing something pretty cool. You know, he's kind of been trying to put smaller artists on and kind of picking and choosing like some pretty smaller, some smaller artists to, you know, to collaborate with and work with. And we were figured like, you know, 
now is our opportunity. He's doing this. We might as well, if there's ever going to be a moment where he'll acknowledge us, it'll, it could be now. So shot in the dark, send him the message, uh, send him the song. Like, Hey, what do you think? Would you do a version of this? And he actually got back to us in like 10 minutes. I was pleasantly surprised. What? Like, how DM, did you DM on Instagram? Yeah. First DM him on Instagram, uh, talked wow. to him. And then he was like, I'm doing this thing on featured X. So you can hit me up there. We can work together. Okay. Hit him up on there. He, uh, said he would get back to us in a day and we sent him a track called 50 50, which we had originally done just by ourselves. And it was a back and forth vocal between, uh, Sean and our bass player, Adam. And we, and then we replaced all of Adam's parts. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we, we had our producer send us a version without Adam and then Kellen kind of, you know, redid that part. And then also, I was like, and uh, if there's, you know, anything else that you want to add to it, you know, feel free, do your thing, do the Kellen Quinn thing. Yeah. And he did. And there's a whole section of the song that we had originally intended to be instrumental that he kind of added his own little thing to, which made the song even cooler. Right. And, you know, he was so awesome. So nice to us. Uh, you know, definitely no rock star attitude there. That's Very nice awesome. guy. Yeah. You know, and I thought it was pretty cool because he's like the kind of, it's like he's Kellen Quinn. He's the lead singer sleeping with sirens. He doesn't need yeah. to be doing this, but he just is. It's kind of like Travis Barker collabing with all the new pop punk TikTok kids. Like, yeah, he's the, you know, he, he's rich and famous. You don't need to do that. It's just using your platform to actually do good and try to put people on. So, you know, much respect. It was nothing but a positive experience. That's so <laughs> cool. So the last time, actually, the last concert that I shot. So I'm a concert photographer, if, if I didn't say that already, but um my last concert I shot was actually Sleeping with Sirens back at the House of Blues here in Dallas. Nice. And I was there with a, a photographer friend of mine, and we're coming down the stairs from the second level. And Colin Quinn and some other guy, I don't know who he was with, maybe their manager, we're just walking up the stairs. And we're like, oh, what's up, guys? And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? And just like, that was like the closest I've been to Colin Quinn in my life. And it was kind of cool. <laughs> Oh, no. Do you ever get starstruck doing uh, photos for concerts? Like, it, if you ever get close like that? I try to be, I try to remain calm, but there is that, like, little, like, inside of me that's like, man, this is so cool. Like, I don't want to show my excitement because you got to remain calm. But yeah, there, there's some times where you're just, like, right there up in front, and the guy, <laughs> like, they point at you, and, and you're just, you get it on camera. Like, all right, that's probably one of the best photos I've taken tonight. You know? Um, <laughs> But like yeah, that millisecond is like the best millisecond of, of your, your life. life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's cool, dude. That's, you know, just a kind of a side note. One of the things that Morgan and I, when we first started Coffee and Sugar, you know, kind of discussed was like we were both, we both love music. We both enjoy exploring and, and finding new music. And, you know, for with my background and like my, my emo phase into the, the hardcore to the you know, pop punk to just kind of wide away, wide array of sound to Morgan has a completely different, for the most part, we have a little bit of overlap, but different array of sounds that he enjoys. So it was super cool to see what my taste and his taste mesh like. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what makes music fun. You're, you're always exploring new music. And, and so when I see bands at concerts that I just didn't expect to see or had never heard of, it's like, I just found one of my new favorite bands. That's like, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. We had that same dynamic as well because of um, Christian and Adam, they'll listen to like, 
more aggressive stuff. Um, and also just like classic rock sometimes too. Whereas I, I, I grew up on classic rock. It's just not where I ended up, but I do have a respect for it. And I think that that adds a lot of like cool elements. I don't know if people can hear it by like the the lead guitar parts that Christian writes, but Mm -hmm. um, he's definitely like super influenced by (laughs) the stuff that like Tim Henson does um, from Bolivia and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't want to get off track of 50-50 with Kellen Quinn. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, what the initial reaction to that was because obviously getting Kellen Quinn on track is a huge thing. I, I feel like you guys were pretty hype about that and you were excited to share the song with people. What was the initial reaction once you guys put it out? I'll tell you in my personal life, when we announced it, none of my friends believed me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, we put the... we announced it like a week before it came out like hey fit 50 featuring Kellen Quinn okay like oh I bet you sampled his vocal from a sleeping with sirens track or something like no no but you know um yeah I mean the the reaction's been been great and it's we've been able to kind of you know cross over like we've been getting like follows from sleeping with sirens fan accounts and stuff like that and you know crossing over into their fan base so that's been pretty positive you know, nothing, nothing negative has come from that at all. Nothing but great things. Yeah, awesome. And, and a lot of people, um, where was I going with that? A lot of people <laughs> like would say like, just like, you know, like no way, like this is crazy. And I would, I would be even just more shocked myself. Like sometimes I have to pinch myself like, yeah, like am I living in a simulation right now? Is yeah. This, is this real? Like I was thinking back to like when I was learning drums in my garage well, I already knew how to play drums, but I was trying to get better. And I was just, you know, like 14 headphones in the garage, just playing along to songs. And I'm trying to learn if you can't hang, like just <laughs> go back 11 years and tell that guy like, yo, give it, give it a decade. And you're going to have a song with this guy. Like I would be like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like it's like those pinch me moments, you know, it's like, you got to appreciate those things. That's so cool, dude. And that's, you know, I, I just think that's awesome that you guys had that experience that you, like you said, 10 years ago, we're, we're jamming out to If You Can't Hang on the drums. And now you can say you have a song with Kellen Quinn, someone that you've listened to for years. That's so cool. I, I bet that's just a super gratifying feeling. Yeah, it's like a, a, a stamp in time. If the band goes nowhere else from here, like I'll be able to look fondly on that for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and something to be proud of. It's it's something you guys got to you know you, the fact that Kellen Quinn got back to you in ten minutes, is yeah, kind of bizarre. What yeah. I was just like, he had to have been like conveniently looking through stuff when I sent him back. I was like, there's no way he got back really quick, and he had to listen to the song first before responding. So I'm like, oh, so he might, he could have opened this like five minutes after I sent it and then listened to the track. I was like, that's pretty good considering how many messages he probably gets. Right. Oh, I can imagine. It, <laughs> it's probably stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool, dude. Oh, I'm glad that was such a great experience for you guys. I'm glad. I mean, I listened to this. So it's actually funny. So Morgan uh, had, had messaged me and he was like, hey, these guys just reached out to us. They're called Ivy Paint. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then like five minutes later, he's like, bro. And I was like, what? And he's like, they have a song with Kellen Quinn. And I'm like, what? And so I like go and I, I find it and I'm like, this is really good. 
it's like are, are, are we sure it's actually Calvin Quinn like is it not just it's like doing an impression well it's, it's just, just Sean Sean singing slightly higher than he does already <laughs> I was like this is awesome that's so cool you know it's we we also love and appreciate when when bands like you guys and others reach out to us and they're like hey we like what you guys are doing with this this kind of brand and this this uh, thing that you're doing you know we'd love to chat with you guys we're like well hell yeah you know that's yeah. cool you know if there's anything you can talk your ear off about it's music so you know might as well all come together and make something out of it you know i was talking with a buddy of mine not too long ago and he said music is the universal language mm-hmm. oh yeah and I it love- absolutely is yeah you could you could not speak you know one word that someone else speaks in a different language but you and that person could come together over that mutual feeling that music makes you feel right it always catches me off guard whenever like i ask someone like oh like what kind of music do you listen to like who what artist do you listen to and they're like yeah i I don't really listen to music and it's just like i'm just so confused like (laughs) i don't know how you can like i don't know like do laundry or like drive without like you know like enjoying what you're listening to like I i can't be like passively listening you know what i'm saying yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Jason's so, roommate is one is one of those people. Oh yeah, my roommate. He's like he would. <laughs> I love him. He was like he is like I love music, but I would be fine if it didn't exist. It wouldn't affect my life. I'm like <laughs> what? 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 But you know, he's he's into soccer, so he's got his thing. So, <laughs> so that's that's awesome. That's so sick. That's so sick. So I wanna I wanna segue real quick, uh, if that's okay, into. Yeah what are y'all's future plans the band what are what are we thinking you know down the road what are you guys trying to do obviously COVID has kept everyone uh locked up for quite a while and and concerts haven't been happening so uh i can say that you know that's an unknown i'm sure but in y'all's minds what are you thinking from both your perspectives uh that you want to see out of the band in the next five years next five years i mean We've got a lot more music coming out this year, so there's that. I mean, obviously, I would hope to think that shows will be back fully within five years. Yeah, of um, course. You know, no no realistic goal to be, like, rich and famous or whatever, but yeah. I would like to be able to, like, sustain myself, you know, as a normal guy just off of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and however, you know, much further we can take it from there is a plus. Um but, you know, I would love to, you know, I think our next thing that we want is we would, you know, want to sign to management or something to help us with some connections and whatnot. We're pretty good with reaching out to people on our own, but there's only so far you can go. Yeah. So, you know, if, if there's any management companies listening to this, you know, check us out. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're just, you know, we want to take it as far as we can. And, you know, we're making steps every day to try to make that happen for sure. You can't sleep on something like this. Yeah. And most importantly, I... I don't think there will ever be a point where like we take a super long break when it comes to releasing music. Like I, even if um, no one was listening, I, I really would probably still be um, like writing music, like as much as possible, just honestly for myself as like, you know, just like a creative outlet in a way. Yeah. It's like, whether you do it for a hobby or a career, we're going to do it in some way till the day we die, you know? Right. Happy. Right. Exactly. And you know, I, so I'm, I'm friends with uh, some people in a band and I, I plug them all the time because they're some of my good friends. Uh, they're in a band called Archetypes Collide. They're based out of Phoenix. And 
those guys have been at work for probably since 2014. I think that's when they really first started and put out their their first EP. And they, as of this past uh, year, just uh, got a manager who manages the band Beartooth. That is crazy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... You know, it's it's cool to watch. I've I've watched them from the. I've been friends with these guys for over ten years now, and I remember when they said they wanted to start a band. And it takes a lot of work. It's a it's a lot of patience, but it's continuing to master your craft and understand that you know it's not going to happen overnight. Which I'm I'm sure you guys are obviously aware of. Oh yeah. But and these guys. Yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say these guys have have been at work for, you know, six seven years, and as of last year, it's it's been really paying off for them. You know, they they got this new manager, and you know they're they're moving forward and they're releasing great music. I, I encourage you guys to check them out. Archetypes collide. They're, you know, they're more on the the kind of hardcore, post hardcore side of things. I mean, but, I like that too. I'll definitely check that out. They're doing some cool things out there, but yeah, I, I will say that oh, we actually did an interview with them on this podcast. I think they were our first guests. So if you ever want, if you want to listen to that, you can do that. But Ooh, I didn't go far. I didn't go that far down. I'll have to go look and yeah, check yeah. that out. But I say all of that with the fact that it, it is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of, per, it's persistence. It's consistency. It's, it's not giving up on, well, this song didn't do that great. You know, are we even that great? It's, it's not getting that doubt in your mind that, there there isn't a, a a light at the end of the tunnel you know what i mean yeah man i think the you know the the best piece of advice that someone uh derek from mayday parade i was talking to him after a show i saw them play once and the the best piece of advice he gave to me is i was like i was like my music i was in a different band at this point but i was like my music isn't you know doing so well should i you know why shouldn't I, you know, give up? I feel like I'm failing. And he said, he looked at me, he's like, yo, you have only failed if you give up. He's like, that's the only way you can fail. Otherwise, you know, it's just, you just keep, you know, you keep trying. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's like, he's like, it's like playing a video game. If you lose, you try again. You only walk away from the video game feeling like you failed if you gave up on trying to win, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's a good point. Of, that's kind of how I like to think about it's it. It's a wise man. Yeah. Derek, Derek Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. I've taken photos of Derek Sanders twice, and both times I've seen them, it's been phenomenal. So just obviously. Oh, yeah. I saw it on Sad Summer. That was one hell of a closer. Wait, I went to Sad Summer too. I'm assuming you went in uh, Orlando. Yeah. It was yeah. It was still like the best replacement like for Warped Tour I could ever ask for. Though. That, I mean, that, was, that was the first time I, I think I've seen them. I saw them live. Uh it might have been the first or second time. I don't remember, but they're so good. They're they're so good live. Yeah, they're they're one of just like the tightest bands, and obviously since they're from Florida, like the crowd reaction was insane. Right, right. Well, that's cool. I, I'm glad that he gave you that piece of advice. I think that anybody doing what you guys are doing, starting a band in a band, you know, just keeping that in mind that you're right. You, you only fail if you give up, and that's that'll resonate i think with anybody yeah it's something i try to it's it's, you especially have to remember it when things aren't going well because it's easy to be like 
to tell yourself that when things are going good, you know? So it's really, you apply it when you're not seeing results that you want to see. It's like, right. well, you know, okay. Then we just keep, we just keep trying again. And maybe next time it'll do better. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's never real in the music thing. Like there's never really like an end game. It's always just trying to get to the next thing of wherever you're currently at. Right. You know, it's cause it's like, as grateful as I am about where we're at now, I'm already just like, okay, well, how do we get bigger? Cause, mm-hmm. but you know, two years ago when I was playing in a different band, I like the spot that we're at now, I couldn't have even imagined being where we are now, but now that I am here, I'm just thinking, okay, well, this still isn't good enough. You know, it's just the <laughs> never ending like it's desire to be bigger. starving. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're never satisfied. Never. Because yeah. there's, because there, I, I think that comes from watching other bands that are in a position that you want to be in. Yeah, right. exactly. It's bands it's like, like State Champs, Knuckle Puck, all those guys that are touring and and selling at shows. Exactly. It's like, and I you hear even those bands talk about like once they sold out House of Blues, they're like, okay, well now how do we do stadiums? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, you're exactly. never fully satisfied regardless. So, yeah. guys, I always tell myself that too, like because you feel like you're you're reaching for this thing, but you don't really know what that thing is. You're just trying to achieve success, but you don't even really know what, like what that even means. <laughs> Cause so I, I think the moral of the story is you just got to continue to remind yourself how far you've come. Exactly. It, it's, I think that's the moral of the story there is you guys have done so much to get to where you're at. You have a song with Kellen Quinn and you're only continuing to get better and you're putting out more music soon. And I think that's what matters the most. So exactly. Oh, <clears throat> but all right, man, I've totally enjoyed this. Uh, I want to be respectful of y'all's time. Uh, I want to I want to ask uh, a few final questions. And the first one is, what are some things that you want people to know? Uh, I mean, we have an awesome estimated audience of 23 people on our podcast. So <laughs> there's a lot of people that are listening. And, you know, as as uh, you guys continue to grow, we'd, we'd love for people who do check uh, our podcast out to know what you guys, um, you know, are doing and, and what you guys have in store um all right let's see okay so we've got a cover coming out hopefully this summer uh we're covering a very pop a song by a very popular group not band but group if that helps anyone figure out you know what we're doing okay um and then we're supposed to i think we have like what eight songs written for the next you know era of ivy paint if we actually use all eight of those songs that is you know to be determined maybe we can do our first b-side <laughs> right but you know we're working on a lot more stuff and then shows you know who knows when they'll be back at full capacity we we have some offers right now actually that we just got off the phone with uh to do some shows we are in florida and cases are i guess going down here and the, these shows are supposed to be after the vaccine is available for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're nothing is ever, you know, at this point you can never say, yes, it's going to happen definitely. Cause things inevitably just keep getting pushed back. Thankfully. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you know, but uh, things are looking good for the first time, you know, there's some hope. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We, you know, we've been looking at analytics and there are people in, many different states that that have an interest in seeing us so as soon as we can you know get out of florida and go play for people we will be doing that that's awesome 
we appreciate you guys sharing that and everyone that's listening all 23 of you uh <laughs> definitely check out ivy paint we're gonna let these guys tell you where you can follow them where you can find them the socials that they're on and then we're gonna close this out so guys uh wh- where can people find your music obviously on spotify but uh what else uh can these these uh people find you at uh apple music amazon all those kind of places google play you can stream us um, Deezer, title. Deezer, title, <laughs> Napster. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Ivy Paint Band. Uh, TikTok is... TikTok is just Ivy Paint. It's Ivy Paint. So is Twitter. And Twitter is also Ivy Paint. And then... Um, Facebook is Ivy Paint Band, just like our Instagram. Yeah, but you know, no, none of our fans <laughs> use Facebook. <laughs> it's for the um, Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, but uh, you know, if you, uh, if you have Spotify... Follow us on uh, Spotify, please. We're working hard on building that. So, yeah, more music is coming soon. All right, guys. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure. We appreciate you guys jumping in and chatting with us and telling your story about you know how you guys started and what you guys have been doing. It's It's been really cool to hear, and I felt like it's been a great conversation. So we're going to go ahead and round this out. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll go ahead and, and, and close this out, but thanks so much, You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you soon. Have a good day, guys. Back and forth.